0: Welcome to the Hockey Town West Podcast, here to talk all things Griffins, Firebirds, and Walleye are your hosts, Nick Harrington and Brandon Cook. Crazy!
1: Crazy weekend (sighs) in all sports.
0: Yeah, it was a lot. We didn't have any games Friday. Yes. Yep. We had Griffins Friday. We had Griffins Friday. We had had Griffins Saturday. We had Toledo Saturday. We had Michigan Saturday. We had Red Wings Saturday. And then Sunday we had Red Wings and Lions. Yuck! And I the mean, Red Wings outscored MSU and scored as many points as the Lions did today.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you
0: know what? After
1: starting this like <laughs> this running challenge, like I have, I mean, putting this running challenge out there, yeah, I you should, haven't started. Yeah, I should, I should rephrase that. Putting this running challenge out, I'm like, I, I you guys need to stop scoring goals. <laughs> like
0: the Red Wings are the highest scoring team in the National Hockey League. Jeez, they have the best power play in the National Hockey League. And they are number one in the Eastern Conference. What? Six no seven games in now.
1: That's that's insane.
0: We're still in like the overreaction period of games it could no. be but at the same time, this team's good.
1: This team's and it's fun to watch. It is. I was re watching the Griffins from
0: yesterday, mm-hmm.
1: and I had, the, I had the wings on at the same time, and I'm just like, I had to keep pausing the Griffins, because I'm like, wait, what? They yeah. scored again? Oh my gosh, they scored again.
0: Debrinkit, Larkin. Valeno. Valeno. You know, Raymond's been silently setting up plays all weekend. And as
1: soon as they start keying on on the other two, Razor's going to have to bury these goal these chances.
0: He's not even taking the chances. He's just putting the puck on everyone else's stick, but he's putting it perfectly every yeah. time. He hasn't missed a pass. <laughs> Ghost has been incredible. Letting Mo, I mean Mo's been kind of quiet, but that's okay.
1: Mo has been Mo's quiet. just
0: silently doing his thing. And I've tweeted today. I was like, the biggest surprise for me is Justin Hall so far. Yeah, he actually has not been bad. He's like he had a, three points today. He's
1: like, I think he had more than that.
0: He might have had more. But I think I he was know.
1: a plus five.
0: He was plus. But he had three assists. Yeah, what I'm saying. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: I just it's... he had three
0: points. Raymond had three points. They both had three assists, and then had obviously had three goals.
1: I told Maria on the way back from Chicago is that we need Villano to play well. She goes, why? Go, if he's playing well, that means either Nate or, uh, you know, we've got Casper, Nate, and Ammo. Those two going into their second season. Nate coming into the first season, all with the Griffins.
0: You're <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs>
1: That's so selfish of us. Because stays with the Wings.
0: <clears throat> I so. mean – we got to remember, Voleno's making $850,000 this year on a prove-it deal, and, and he's he's playing very well. The last two games. After all the slander of my time in this podcast, uh, he's playing very well.
1: Hey, you know what we found out, though, is if we slander, you know, they turn around, <laughs> they listen to us, they take that game to the next level. Um, so, which to, was... so
0: to explain that joke <laughs> in our little group chat here, as soon as we talk trash about a player just jokingly about whatever, whatever just happened in the game... They turn around and score. Yeah. Like, it happened Friday with the Griffins, or was it, it was Friday. I don't remember what player it was specifically, but it happened. It happened with Doucette in Toledo. I was like, he looks kind of lost for his first pro game. Barry's one, <laughs> And then I've talked crap about Joe Valeno for the past month and a half now, and... Oh, really? You're you're not going to remember the other ones? For okay, sure. That? For like the last six, seven, eight, nine, ten months. <laughs> right around
1: the time we started the podcast. <laughs> yeah,
0: and then he's on fire too. so yeah. Which is you good. You know, to brink it sucks. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Turns around to score six in a game.
1: Well, well, you have the reverse effect on this. Oh, yeah, I'm this, deleting that. Uh, now he, uh, you know, he takes for the next couple games. You know he's
0: leading the in league. points in the league. You know who's second? Who? Who? Larkin, <laughs> you know who's third?
1: Who? Jack Hughes. Okay, I have to say Jack Hughes' goal the other night oh. in overtime was freaking sick. Jack Hughes is
0: a really good hockey player.
1: He just, I, I think I said that to you. The late, yeah, oh yeah, the um the highlights. So oh, I it was, was say, it was gross. It was. I was just like <clears> mouth wide open, like Larkin's man. goal
0: today was that little that just snipe. Oh,
1: I've got to re. I'm oh, gonna rewatch. Yeah. I mean, the thing to kick off the weekend was the well, besides Friday's game, was the for the Wings was the Senators game, and that was just that was satisfying. I have to rewatch that, and I have to. I'm going to probably rewatch the cover game, just to, or at least the highlights for this one.
0: Sen's fans on Twitter have been very quiet. Who exactly? <laughs> I haven't seen them at all. <laughs> I know they disappeared as soon as the Wings scored their first goal in that game. They just disappeared. It did not look good either. But, no, I mean we could play it on replay for the rest of the season. You know, Kachuk admitted that. They out- got outplayed by a better team, and it irritated them. Yeah. And that was so funny. And then we have two great screen grabs from that game, where one is Rasmussen hitting them in the face, and then one is Larkin hitting them in the face.
1: I love the Boos fight. Oh. That's good.
0: So good. But anyways, the Griffins played hockey this weekend. Wait, who are we? Oh, shoot. Who are we? We're six minutes into this. Well, not really. but <laughs>
1: With the power still, of
0: editing. <laughs> with the power of editing, we're four. Uh, no, we are the Hockey Town West Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. And I'm Nick. So, the Griffins played hockey this weekend. Yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about first here. So, they had two games out in Colorado against the Eagles. And I want to start with one thing. So... We talked on uh, our preview for these games. The Eagles were an ECHL team organization before they jumped to the AHL a few years ago. Still play in the same barn that they played in back then. Oh, wow. Um, so it's a smaller It's like, I think it's 6,800 is the capacity in that. It's one of the smaller rinks in that league. And it's louder than 99% of the rinks in the AHL. All that environment I could hear through the broadcast reminded me of was being in Toledo. And those fans were ha- like, I'll give them a lot of credit. The organization does a lot of good things to keep fan engagement going. Yeah. And they have a, their own little traditions, like their minute of mayhem in the start of the third period. I don't know if you caught that watching the game. Uh-uh. So for the first full minute of playtime in the, fir- or the third period, the fans just go nuts. They're cheering, screaming, yelling, cowbells, and it doesn't stop until that minute has ticked away. So if there's whistles, they keep going. <laughs> I love it. It was so funny. Like it, You could barely hear Bob Friday night. Jeez, and they were so loud, so loud. So hats off to them. It's old school, fun, loud hockey environment. All the chants, all the cheers. I I, I could see being there would be a lot of fun.
1: Maybe I'll rewatch that Friday, the Friday game. It and so, because I watched Saturday, but I didn't get to. I didn't watch it with sound. Yeah, you
0: kind of went like silent Friday night, so I didn't know where you were.
1: I turned you everything were, off. I don't blame you. But i be I'm, I'm gonna be reconnecting this week. I got a good reset, you know.
0: Connections with Nick.
1: Connections with Nick. <laughs> Join us for the Patreon exclusive. <laughs> oh god. Um
0: nope, I I won't. So Friday night, October twentieth. Griffins play in Colorado. Griffins lose six to three. This
1: is the first time we played in Colorado ever. Yes. Yeah. Well this the these four
0: game same. stretch against the Eagles is the first time we've ever played them entirely. Oh jeez. It's the, yeah, it's the first interactions we've had with this team, and all of a sudden we just get four games, boom, 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 boom.
1: Uh, so this was a playoff. Like we talked about it on the last one, and this was a playoff series. So it, we're up it, 2, we at two nothing, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> and, and we lose Friday night. So lose 6-3. to three. Some standouts for me right off the bat is the third guy who scored the first goal for Colorado, Peter Holland. Dude had three points in this game. He was just tearing up the Griffins left and right. Listening to the broadcast back and listening to Saturday's broadcast, he's just the name that was said the whole time. Yeah. Um, and then a guy I mentioned who had gotten called or sent back down from Colorado to the Eagles before this game, Riley tufty Riley put up 14 shots on net Friday night. That's it? His team had 41. We'll get to that. Oh, yeah, that's not. But one player had 14 shots on goal. It's like he was trying,
1: and the Griffins only had, like, 19.
0: And he had two goals, one assist, and was a plus one, too, so, and had two penalty minutes. Like, he literally fit the mold of everything I said Riley Tufty was before this game. He's a pest that can score. Yeah. And is not afraid to shoot the puck, clearly. But let's recap the goals real quick, just so we can get that out of the way, because Colorado scored a few of them. So Colorado scored the first two goals of the game in the first period. Uh, Riley Tufte and Peter Holland got both of those goals. Second period comes around. Wallender gets his first pro goal, well, unassisted. It was kind of like a—it's
1: a leak. That was a leaky goal, from what I saw. It kind of snuck through.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll call Wallander's leaky. It was—it was a little luck, a little—a little bit of skill, but it was a good. you put the puck on that at the right time, and it was—it was a nice goal.
1: Hey. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, right? Yeah.
0: That's, yeah. Michael Scott. (laughs) Um, After that, Malinsky for Colorado gets one in the second. Peter Holland gets his second of the game in the second. Marco Casper gets his first AHL goal, assisted by New Power and Cross Hannes. So, that was that was cool to see him get his first AHL one out of the way. Which,
1: we talked about Casper needing to step up the last episode.
0: And he did this weekend. <laughs> he played very, very well this weekend, actually. He uh, did. Third period comes around. Taro Horosi gets his third of the season, assisted by Rafferty and Lombardi getting his first assist of the season. We'll talk more about him. And then Smallman gets a goal for Colorado, uh, assisted by Peter Holland, and then Riley Tufty got the empty netter. So, not great. This game was a this game was a frustrating one for me to watch. I think in my my from my perspective, I think the Griffins played with a lot of compete at points. But dude, we've got to do something about the shots.
1: Yeah, when I'm looking at this, I see Colorado had 21 shots in the first. Grand Rapids had eight, and then, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. We didn't start well, and then Colorado had 11 in the second. Grand Rapids had six, and the third period we actually outshot them 10 to nine.
0: Yeah. I would be curious. I would love to actually be able to ask Dan Watson if the team – because the team looked gassed the first two periods. They looked slow. They looked like they were struggling. I want to know if the altitude was an issue. Because Bob mentioned on the broadcast, it is just like being in Denver in Loveland where they were. You're still high up. The altitude's still a problem. And I I don't know. I wonder, but I also think, at least in this game, this is the first – Loud, hostile environment that this young team has played in. Yeah, they really just struggled to get it together.
1: Well, the other thing too that I'm looking at this is I see Grand Rapids giving up 41 shots in mm-hmm. the third game. They gave up 40 and f- oh, over a lot. <laughs> over 40 in both the first two games yeah. as well. So then you look over at the system in Detroit. They're giving up 30 to f- 30
0: yeah, to 40 it's shots kind of a as red flag. well.
1: So I, I'm like kind of keeping a tab on this because it's—is it the system that is heavy shots on the goalie from certain points of the ice? I, I don't know, but it's it's starting to see a theme. Did you see the same thing? Well, maybe we'll move that to later. But for Toledo,
0: well, so what I'll say what I what I, what I noticed the Griffins are doing a good job making sure that the attempts aren't super high quality. Granted, yes, Colorado did score six, five, and one was an empty netter. But they're doing a really bad job of clearing the zone. Anytime the defensemen get the puck on their stick or anyone playing defense at the time gets the puck on their stick and tries to move it up ice... It's a dump. It's not a dump. They don't even get it out. Oh. There's no dump attempt. They're trying to pass it to center ice to not do the dump and chase.
1: Yeah, and nobody's there at Sunrise.
0: Correct. So, or if they are, they're getting out-muscled.
1: Okay, I can see that.
0: So, on the back end... No matter who's clearing the puck out, like, it's not not great. Our zone entry is so much better than last year. Oh, you know, yeah. On the offensive side. Oh, yeah. But getting it out is about right where we were at last year. So, kind of a little mini red flag. We'll toss that one up, you know?
1: Um, not beige. Completely no, red.
0: Definitely from the first two games, you noticed the, the... Even though we're three games in. We're throwing up red flags. <laughs> yeah. We can overreact and not overreact. You know? Yeah. Uh, you definitely could feel the difference uh to the first two games uh, with the lack of Austin Zarnick and the lack of Bergen, because Bergen was called up before this game. I yeah. forgot to mention that before we got into this, because uh, Fabry will be out for a month. So Bergy got the call-up, Zarnik's still there, because somebody else was also banged up. I think it was Koston, um, who's day-to-day right now. He got banged up and practice on Friday, and that's why he didn't play the Ottawa game.
1: I was going to ask, who is affected affected?
0: Yeah, it was Costin. Yeah. He's day-to-day. Uh, So we'll see one of those two back, I'm assuming, before the puck drop on Friday against Cleveland. But there's that little update that we forgot to slip in there. We'll start with Hutchinson here. He played well. I don't think he had a bad game. Yes, he let in five. I'm not going to fault him on most of them. There was a couple where he looked out of position. But for being shelled with 41 shots again, I mean, 21 of them were in the first and he only let in two. (laughs) Like, you got to think there gets to a point where he's starting to get frustrated back there. And I think that might have gotten the best of him at some point in time. But, I mean, you feel for the guy. Like, we've got to control that. Yeah. I mean, it all starts on defense a little bit. But at the same time, we got to have guys in the neutral zone be able to make plays with the puck. You know, Taro's been doing a really good job on offense. Lesby's been really quiet. The guy who I didn't see on ice, I didn't think I saw him in this game, was Elmer. How could you miss him? He's so tall. Dude, I know. <laughs> like... But, like, it's... he was invisible this game to me. Because on the opposite end of that, I think we saw Amadeus Lombardi's best game as a Griffin so far. And This goes back to his first game last year yeah. with us, too. He started showing off his speed. He started making smart plays in the in the neutral zone. He was making good attempts to get the puck towards the net. And crashing the net and being that net front presence, which I never anticipated, small Lombardi trying to be a net front presence.
1: Who was the other? Who was who was his linemates? Do you remember?
0: Oh, they, I he's he, he was still with Elmer for a point.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I think it was Nolan Stevens. Okay. Um, I don't know if the blender was turned on at that point with Elmer. I don't. I don't, I, I don't remember, but. He, I don't know. Amo had his best game so far. And then that's good to hear. I mean, he, he got rewarded. He got his first point of the season, um, which is nice. He was, you know, he wasn't minus two in the game. He had two shots on net, though. Again, stayed disciplined, no penalty minutes. But he was playing feisty. But I mean, there was one clip I, I shared on our Twitter page. So just showing his speed through the neutral zone in his zone entry, it was perfect, and it, it resulted in a scoring opportunity and a tough game. Yeah. So. It's good to see him on the, him on the upswing, and I think we're just beginning to see what he's gonna be able to do with us. I think he's settling it now.
1: Yeah, and that and Bob said too. This Colorado roster is they're an older. They're one of the older ones in the league, and we're one of the youngest. And we're one of the youngest. So to see Ammo like this, is what game four or five for him? Yeah, like getting his legs under him, playing well. He's getting comfortable. He's you know making those moves now. Like that's that's what you want to see.
0: Yeah. No, I'm excited for that. I can't wait to see him in person again. I want to see what this settled in Amadeus looks like cuz you go from playing in the OHL to the AHL. That's a huge step. You're yeah. skipping you're, you're not going to e- ECHL, coming to the AHL and you're you're playing against men, especially on this Colorado team.
1: Men with hair on their chest.
0: Sure. <laughs> Maybe. How do you know?
1: I I mean, have you seen Brian Lashoff?
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: Christ. He looks like a hairy dude. I mean, probably Wyatt, too. I'll throw him in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who's your other third star for Grand Rapids? You got Hutch, you got Ammo. Who else do you think played really well? Um, You said Casper.
0: Yeah, Casper had one of his best games, uh, for sure. Uh, he definitely looks more settled in, too. He was all over the ice, making really smart plays. Obviously got a goal. I, d- I just liked his game a lot.
1: What that goal look like? Damn
0: I do remember what that goal looked like, actually. So, he ended up picking up the puck from... I don't remember who assisted on that one. He... Wait, hold on. He picked up the puck from New Power um, on the right circle and then kind of did his little sidestep skating in uh, like a half circle around the defenseman and then just decided to rip it and nice, beautiful wrist shot, roofed it right over the goalie. And that's exactly what happened with that one. Um... And then I mean, Taro played a good game too. I could throw him in there, but if we're just win three stars, yeah, I would say say Casper Lombardi and then Hutch as well. I'll give Hutch credit; he's getting he's getting absolutely bombarded. You know, one more guy I'll mention too because he did get his first point as a Griffin was Rafferty. Um, I continue to really like his game. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
1: He's played well, and I think that's that veteran presence to really replace Lashoff from last year. I mean, he's solid on the blue line. He's he comes in, he does what he needs to do. He he's a setup guy like we said. And he's he's made a difference in each game.
0: Yeah. No, I have I have no no problem with him at all. <laughs> Anybody you want to see more out of? Elmer? I mean, <laughs> I can't make that much more obvious. Uh I've I've got to I've got to see more from him. Uh that was
1: do you think with him the expectation is just so high because he started already with the Wings? No. Because you got to remember, he's, he's a, what, seventh-round draft pick? Like, yeah, did I mean, we jump on the hype wagon too soon for this
0: guy? No, because the hype that he produced when he played overseas was there. He absolutely blew it out of the water over there. He walked into Detroit and scored a goal in his first game. Yeah, sure, uh, and played well up there. I just, I don't, I don't know, man. I just feel like sometimes he's trying too much and needs to simplify it a little bit. Like, we saw it in person, <laughs> his mean, first game of the season. How many between-the-legs attempts can you try before the coach probably reams you on the bench for just doing stuff like that? Yeah. Like, you can be flashy and make those moves when it's fit, and we said after that, that that was probably the only way he was going to score there, was trying to pull that off. But, f- but three, reposition four. yourself again and try something different, maybe. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. They they knew it was coming. He he looked great in that first game, and he's not looked the same since. I don't know if he's nursing anything along. I hope not. But yeah, I need to see more out of him. Um, God, I feel bad saying this because I've dogged on him right away this season. Um, and, and I will talk about it for both games, McIsaac, dude.
1: Yeah, what? About- <laughs>
0: not just.
1: I do want. Needs correct. to wake up a little bit. I do want to correct uh, the. Uh, one, so he was drafted in the sixth round.
0: Sixth round, yep. um, yeah. Yeah, McIsaac's gotta gotta step it up a little bit. He he's getting outplayed by pretty much every defenseman on the team at this point. I would say.
1: What do you think the fix is?
0: Um, well, last year what he got injured and then came back and lit it up. Is that what we got to do again? Oh
1: no, I don't. No, I don't want to see, don't wanna see that. See that. Yeah. But
0: we need. I need, I want the McIsaac that came back from that injury. That's what I want to see. Matt McIsaac was feisty. He was playing like every moment on the ice meant something. And I, I, he, again, he's getting adjusted to all these new players he's playing with. I understand that. He's got to adjust a little quicker.
1: That and the system. I mean, the system has completely changed.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, who knows? Maybe he's a defenseman more fit for a Ben Simon system.
1: You think we trade him to Iowa?
0: No. God, they, they experienced Ben Simon hockey this weekend. But anyways.
1: Yeah, they're not doing well. No. We had to send dog picks. I died laughing at that when I saw that. Yep. Um but yeah that's is, that, is there anybody we have to replace him? Who? Bukhaisig? Like if we what are we we've been rotating really weird between the two teams.
0: Well I mean if you look the past couple games there's been defensemen sitting each game. Uh I mean in this game Tuamisto and Vero were scratched. Okay. There's two defensemen right there.
1: Yeah. And new power was scratched yesterday.
0: Correct. Or, yeah.
1: So um,
0: so yeah, there's something. There, there there's more there. Uh, any other updates from this game, I make sure I'm not missing anything from my notes here. Um mentioned that Tufty had fourteen goals on or shots on us. Not fourteen four- goals Fourteen nope, nope. goals. Nope. Ooh, this
1: was last year's Griffin's team. <laughs>
0: fourteen. Griffins were a little undisciplined in the game too, it was four penalties. Um which we'll talk about more penalties yeah. in the next game too. Uh, the last thing I think I've got for that game... Oh, it was the assistant captains. Yep, I have so, captains Yep. Either. So, we mentioned last episode that... They're rotating. We're rotating them. Uh, the first three guys had their shot the home home weekend. And there's going to be three different guys this weekend. And those that were selected were Brogan Rafferty, Joel Esperance, and Taro Hirose. Thoughts?
1: Thoughts? I... I like seeing Taro on there. I mean, yeah. I think Taro is the leader of this team. I mean, I I would be surprised if he's not one of the leadership uh, members. Well,
0: he'll definitely have an A.
1: At least, yeah. I mean, we could go with six captains. Did somebody do that? No. No, so there, there's a team out there that has six captains. Please, God, no. They're like six leadership members. So
0: that's fine, but you gotta you gotta establish a captain, which yeah. Dan said he was going to do before
1: Next this game. coming weekend. Yeah. So. So
0: I'm I, looking forward to that announcement.
1: I like the Taro Lesby as well. Who's oh, I mean, right. I, I think those are three good picks. To be honest with you, like c- coming in from last season, we didn't really know much about Brogan, but he, he's done really well. I think those are our dads, though, right there: Brogan, <laughs> Taro, and Lesby. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, I think that's your veteran leadership. I mean, you you could throw Shine in there as well, but I, you know. Switch Lesbia for Shine or either or. But, yeah, I, th- I mean, I think those are three good picks as well. And Didaya didn't get picked because he's out. Well, Didaya
0: was had the A the first week. Yep. So did Zarnick and Shine. So, and, I mean.
1: And Zarnik's up in, with the wings.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, again, he said he's going to pick three different ones for sure. But now if you had to pick from these six, who's your captain? Who's your two assistants?
1: I mean, I would go with Taro as the captain. I would go with Shine. Ooh, that's as... a hot take.
0: Why? Why? I don't know, everyone seems to think it's gonna be Shine.
1: I think Shine could be the assistant. Okay. Captain, and then uh Lesby. I would go with that. So I think those are your three.
0: Ooh. Okay. I was gonna I was gonna jump on the taro train too, because you know, I love I love Shine. Um He has the skill, he has the leadership, he knows how to get the spark when we need the spark and everything like that, which is all important when it comes to being a captain. Um it really could go either way. He's got an A No matter what, I do like the idea of Taro. If I'm thinking long-term, you want your captain to be a person that's going to be with the team and organization for a long period of time. At least you don't want to be changing captains every two seasons. Yeah. I can see...
1: He's been here for a while.
0: That we understand that Taro's not going to be in the Red Wings lineup for a full season or anything like that. He's obviously a potential call-up or anything like that, which is nice. But I could see him being a long-time griffin, which I fully support. He produces a lot of points for this team. He plays hard. He fights for this team. He is a leader on this team. So I do support Hiroshi being a captain. I would say Hiroshi, then Shine, and then I would actually... Yeah, I'd go last week No, that's just me being a fanboy. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go Rafferty.
1: Rafferty? Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't say new power.
0: He didn't even get a shot at Lene. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's uh, going
0: to be one of these six guys.
1: That That's the weird thing. I, did, I I would have been interested to see new power. I'm. It's weird that they didn't switch them up again for the second game. Or, like, have set of captains for the home opener, set of captains for Saturday, set a cap just to rotate Do you want save. the
0: person that's kind of stitched the Aeon to, Aon to hate, hate their life? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, I just think. That's work. I, that's art, man. you got to sew an Aon to the jersey every freaking night. Think about. The resale value of those. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Moving on.
1: But yeah. I, I would have liked to see two different uh, two sets of different, you know, a different set of captains.
0: Praise. I like the way he did it. I am excited to see what they're going to pick. Uh, I'm excited to hear that this week. That's one of the announcements that we'll look forward to this week. Is I'm that an sh-
1: emergency podcast episode, Brandon?
0: Uh, maybe. It depends <laughs> on when they do it. 12 if, five, they do it, if they Wednesday. do it like Friday morning before the game, no.
1: You know they're going to do it tomorrow. Right after we record
0: this. That'd be really <laughs> that would be really funny. That would be really funny. But no. So there's that. Anything else you want to add for Friday, sir? You know, they're not going to announce it until Friday's game. That's what I would anticipate. Yeah,
1: they'll announce it at the game. That's, that's the smart way. That's the, what they'll do.
0: Last piece I'll add for Friday. Is this worth mentioning that Sawchuck got put in the lineup for this game. And Jared. this was Jared's first game as well of the season because he was scratched for the two home games. Yeah, that game, Riley and Jared got in the lineup and two Amisto and Vero were scratched. He, uh, be- oh. Before we jump into Saturday, there was injury updates provided yeah. uh, for the two guys that we have injured. Well, I mean, Luff's one of them too, but he's still technically with Detroit. Uh,
1: no news on him.
0: No news on him. Uh, Didier will be... Didier. No, it's... Oh, is it Didier? Didier. Yeah, we oh, said we so like last episode we said it three different times, each of us. <laughs> and I was, it was. I was definitely called out for that. Were Eddie us right. Didier <laughs> is Didier is the way Bob says it. I'm gonna go with Didier. Perfect. I just gotta reprogram my Didier. brain to say that. Okay. Um. So Didier is still hurt. Um. It's it's. We don't have a time frame on it. Uh, it could be a couple weeks. Could be a month. We don't oh. know. Carter Maser though, back within a few weeks. Bob said. That's exciting. That's huge. Cause if you're looking at a team where Bergen, we didn't anticipate being here, so he's back in Detroit and he'll be there for probably a month. We'll get Zarnik back, but then you're also gonna have to toss Carter Mazer into this mix. That's that's good. That's good for the team. It's good for the squad. It's good for the it's good for the goals. Good for the morale. Yeah. Good for the vibes. good for the vibes.
1: vibes. I'd be excited too because I can actually finally get to
0: watch him. That's right. You don't get to go to any of those games. I'm sorry. Alright. I think it's time for an ad break. DraftKings is the sponsor. Uh, And Nick's going to tell you about them right now.
1: Yeah, we got to do a different ad read.
0: You were supposed to do that last week and you didn't. People have been trying to bet on the Lions game that happened two weeks ago.
1: Hey, hopefully they won.
0: (laughs) Hopefully they didn't put that same bet down. They would have lost today. Oh boy.
1: The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Licensee Partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, LA, 21 and older, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after after issuance see Com/slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources
0: and we're back
1: <laughs> we are are we Somebody sent here so <laughs> we'll go through saturday's game real quick for the griffins who'd they play they played colorado oh no way uh they, <laughs> yeah we left them there um <laughs> Jeez. This one, okay. So, I want to talk about lineups on this one. So, they did move Lombardi up to the second line, and they moved Elmer to the third line
0: after how he played Friday. I fully support that decision.
1: Yeah, they moved uh, so it was Lombardi, Cross, and Stevens, and then it was Soderbloom, Casper, and Shine. Okay, on that line. So, like that's how the, the lineups were. Uh, the top but,
0: line was still Hiroshi, Assen, Reese, and Lesby. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I was excited because I saw. Ammo on the second line, and with Cross, so I was like, oh, there's going to be some, hopefully, some good chemistry there. I didn't like that the... At first, I, my first reaction was I didn't like that they split Elmer and Lombardi, but it's not working for Elmer. Nope. So, split them, put Elmer with Casper, let's see how that rolls, and then you've got Shine to be able to protect the kids. And, I mean, Casper's going to be able to protect himself as well, so...
0: Yeah. So, that was good, and then the Griffins went 11-7 and seven in this game. Uh, so, they went 11-4-7 defensemen, which... Threw me off when I first saw that. Why? Uh, I just didn't expect... I, I mean, we have the roster to not have to do that, so it was interesting to see Dan just change it up like that. Um,
1: they scratched Riley and New Power.
0: Yep, Sasha got scratched, and then New Power was scratched, and then Vero and Tuamisto slotted in. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't hate it, but I think it definitely caused a lack of offense a little bit, I would say. Defense was a lot tighter. The offensive side we lacked. Okay. I mean I think the
1: Wally toomey on Easter lineup the, like pairing is good.
0: I'm not saying the I'm not saying any of the pairings is wrong. I'm saying that taking a forward out and replacing it with a defenseman caused the defense to be better, but the offense lacked. We only scored one goal.
1: Yeah, but we, we had only nineteen gave, shots on goal. We only gave up thirty three though. So that's improvement.
0: Okay it was tighter, not <laughs> as tight as it should have been, and
1: we only gave up two goals. No. But, and Costa got the start in this one.
0: Yes, and yes, Seabass got the uh, the start in this one. So run down the goals real quick. First goal of the game was in the second period. No goals were scored in the first. Cross Hannes gets his first of the season. Nolan Stevens and Brogan Rafferty got the assist on that. I think it's back-to-back games with assist for Rafferty. Yep. So love to see that. And then Mott for Colorado scored in the second to tie it up. It was eighteen fifty five into the second and then Riley Tufte got the game winner in the freaking third period, 12 minutes and 11 seconds in. And in this game, he only had five shots. So they did a lot better job of... 19 shots on goal in two games for one player against one team.
1: That's the same amount of shots that Grand Rapids had in this game. I hope you keep the silence in. I'm uh, going to, because that's... I mean, yeah, dude, it, it. It was a tough game to watch. I mean, it, it felt... Grand Rapids came out in the first period. They played a lot tighter. They played a lot better. They played a lot faster. Yep. Shots were 7 to 10. I mean, it was back and forth. Second period, we got blown out. Like, yeah, it was... 14
0: shots by Colorado, 5 for Grand Rapids. Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah, it was literally the entire... And that's the
0: period we scored in?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, cross. it was a bad shot, and then Cross was just there to, like, hit it again. He whacked at it again and yep. went in. So, uh, but that one, the big thing on this was Cross had a, a penalty. Simon had a penalty and that's uh, Simon penalty was a double it was a double minor so six minutes in the box total for Cross a and Simon in that second period so a lot of the shots came on the power play yep so so let's you brought
0: penalties up let's bring it up let's talk about this real quick
1: Oh, okay
0: because I've got a lot
1: I, I do too I mean cross has more but
0: <laughs> so what I will say first because I, I was I was driving back from Kalamazoo during yeah. this game so I was listening to the broadcast on the radio. And I think it was the end of the second period when obviously these two penalties were called during that point. Bob had pointed out that Colorado had seven power plays between these two games to the Griffins one. Yeah. One. Bob literally goes, Hey, ref, there's two teams. Yeah. Like when Bob starts getting frustrated with the officiating, you know it's not good. (laughs) You know, he mentioned Friday night wasn't bad. They were letting them play a little bit. And then in a game Saturday where it seemed through the first period, they were letting them play. All of a sudden they called this soft hooking call on cross and it all went downhill from there. And Simon's I don't I didn't see Simon's high stick. No, but then he Yeah. But I mean the guy's tall, his stick goes high either way. <laughs> his stick's higher taller. But it was terrible officiating. Colorado was getting away with stuff left and right, and I don't like to be that guy that's gonna be like, Oh, it's all the officiating's fault. We lost the game by one. One.
1: And it wasn't an empty netter.
0: No, it was a regular, regular goal. That officiating made a difference, and it was not good. But we also need to be more disciplined.
1: We do need to be more disciplined, Simon. That's so we got a, we got a, we we had a question on Twitter about Simon um, and his penalties, and I looked into it, and last year he had fifty-two penalty minutes. Okay, he was second on the team. Albert Johansson had thirty-eight last year. Wyatt Newpower had sixty-eight penalty minutes.
0: was one short. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Vero had fourteen in forty-eight games. Okay. So
0: just look at the defenseman's penalties here. Okay. Yeah, just yep. defenseman okay. because I was like,
1: I think that's a that's a it's that's a, a good comp. Yep. Uh, this year, Cross leads the team with sixteen. So this is why we're not seeing him on the score sheet a whole lot because he's in the box. And Simon has ten. Okay, those are your two leaders right now. With Sixteen through
0: four games is really bad. It's it's terrible. It's really bad. Um, now I will credit that to Cross's play style. <laughs> he is feisty. He is chippy. He play. He goes until the whistle stop. The whistle blows. It doesn't matter. But there's ways to play like that and still be that Discipline. chippy and be effective. Yeah. And they, he's got to figure that out. He's young. He'll figure that out. Simon, on the other hand, he should have figured that out by now, because I think that was his biggest call-out when he spent 10 games in Detroit last year. Yeah. Because he was doing it here. He did it in the preseason in Detroit last year, and that's why he didn't start in Detroit, we all assume, because he was super undisciplined during the preseason. And he continues to have that problem. Now, don't get me wrong, I think his upside and his ceiling is way worth having to deal with a couple penalty kills. Like, Simon's worth it. But he can control that a little bit more. Now, I will say because of his size and the way he approaches his play towards people, I do think he gets things called on him that are definitely not what every player would get. Like, if Zarnick went and made that same play that Simon did, and it looked exactly the same, it probably wouldn't be called just because of the size and the movements that Simon has. Yeah. His, his size and... Height or a disadvantage when it comes to some of the stuff he gets called for. Like I said, the high stick it sticks high up everywhere you go. Again, I didn't see it. I can assume he didn't just break it over the guy's face.
1: No, he did. Nah, I didn't. I uh, didn't. <laughs> I just. I just want to long it As long as it was Riley Tufty.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: no. It. Um, I don't know. I mean, I like the aggressiveness. Last year we were waiting because you could just see like he, him, and Mo were kind of playing the same style last year. Well, of like let them hit you don't retaliate just Mo had that style last year in detroit where he was just like letting people just punch him and like oh yeah he yeah. was just gonna he was just to be kind of ragdolled yeah. like i just could i remember that one play where they're just like literally holding his collar and he's just being dragged around and they're like come on just hit him so i like to see the feistiness from simon but you need to be more disciplined like
0: I mean, if you get really bored while you're in Cincinnati, you want to do some real research on this. I want to know how many of his penalties are roughing penalties.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll go. I could dig through. I, I'm I just, very
0: curious because he's the first to respond anytime one of the young guys gets picked on. Simon is the first to respond. Yeah, that should. That's not his role on the team. No, there's guys there for that. Yeah,
1: yeah. and we need him on the penalty kill. That's where his, Wyatt
0: comes in. That's where Shine comes in. Yeah. That's where Casper comes in. As crazy as that sounds. Um,
1: can you imagine, real quick? Can you imagine Casper, Maser? And shine on the line.
0: They're going to kill somebody. But... uh, (laughs) I just got excited like halfway through this. I'm (laughs) like, oh, man. But yeah, there's guys in the team that fill that role. Like, unfortunately, like, yeah, Mo just sat there and took it a lot last year, but it resulted in quite a few power plays. Simon kind of needs to do the same thing. Obviously, there's points and times where you need to step up, and he does a really good job of that. He's always the first guy there to defend the young guys.
1: Yeah.
0: But... You gotta be smart. But here's what I'd like to know: is what because it happens to the Red Wings too. What do our guys do in these little scrums that always results in us coming out with the penalty? It happens so much. Someone called it out in the Ottawa game.
1: Yeah, I didn't get to watch. Yeah, yet, and so. well, I didn't
0: either. But like <laughs> they said that, and I was like, God, you're right. Like every time there's a roughing of some sort, it's because we came in after someone initiated some BS. Is it because we came in afterwards? Okay, so we're just supposed to not defend ourselves. They, I, I don't know.
1: The guy that's always caused is the guy that does it, the, the retaliates, always.
0: Which is, I mean, sure taught us that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do that when I was a kid. So. But yeah, I don't know. Just that little piece on penalties there, just something to keep an eye on.
1: I mean, the good news on it is our penalty kill was pretty good this weekend.
0: They were. The penalty kill continues to do really well for the team. I'm not disappointed at them at all. Granted, we played the same team. But Colorado had one power play goal out of the seven.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would have liked to have seen us have more power play chances. We only had two in two games.
0: Pretty, Absolute joke.
1: <laughs> pretty crazy.
0: Absolute joke. And both those power plays were really rough. Because the power play is not getting even opportunity to go out there and like establish themselves at this point.
1: Yeah, they couldn't get set up. That was that our one power play that like we, had, they, we had. We had the power play up.
0: clicking in Grand Rapids against Colorado. Remember, like they looked fine. Yeah, they just need opportunity. So I don't know. That's enough complaining about officiating in this one. I guess whatever. It was a joke. Was the ref the same in both games? Mike and Jake. Mike. No. Mike, Mike was and, there, but okay.
1: Jake took the night off.
0: They had the night off Friday, but and they had Jordan, huh?
1: So and even the lines people were different.
0: I just try to remember names every once in a while because then you start seeing them float around and you're like, oh, got it.
1: This is how this night's gonna go.
0: Yeah, I will comment on just before we jump into who I know we really want to talk about with the Griffins. Here is that uh, Colorado went with the same goaltender both nights. It was a new one sent out from the Abs, and it's the guy we hadn't seen before, and he's good. Yeah, he's he's good. Um. So that was definitely, I was really hoping that Saturday night we were going to get home and we could just try to repeat what happened Saturday in Grand Rapids. But
1: That's probably why he didn't. <laughs>
0: yep. No, oh,
1: 100%. And he did even up the series.
0: But on the other end, Sebastian Kosa gets his second start of the season, stops 31-33. to Played? Out of his mind, I thought. I thought he played... I wouldn't go out of his mind, (laughs) but I'd say he played incredibly well. He played really well. He's settling in... um, You remember my biggest concern going into the season is that he was going to have a slow start like he did in Toledo. Um, We're not seeing that.
1: He can't afford to. We're giving up 33 and 44 shots or 40-something shots. Just throw
0: him into the fire and see what happens, right? Um, No. Repetition. Yeah. (laughs) It's allowing him to get settled in and understand the speed of the AHL because Colorado is a fast team. Yep. They're a good team. Uh, it's allowing him to see the speed, understand the game at this level, and start being able to get really good at tracking the puck. If Costa's tracking the puck well, we don't have anything to worry about when he's in net. So I, I, I thought he played a fantastic game. Uh, there was one play that I threw out on Twitter. Wally blows a tire, oh, yeah. turns it over. Colorado has a breakaway. It doesn't look like much. When you're looking at it, it's just a big glove save, but at the same time, like, it's one-on-one. any wrong one on one, any wrong move he makes is going to result in a goal, and he didn't miss. No. So
1: I like that one. And, like, the goal that he gave, the one goal that he gave up, he, he lost track of the puck, and mm-hmm. it went out right to the blue line. It was empty net,
0: basically. Like, he had
1: no idea where the puck was. The
0: and then, and then Tufty's goal was a little cross crease back and forth pass that. Yeah,
1: it was a two on one. Yeah. yeah. That
0: Jared laid down for. Yeah, well, and Simon
1: gave up the puck.
0: Simon gave up the puck, Jared's back on his own, and Jared decides to lay down before the pass was made. Like, not even, like, in the process of the pass or whatever like that. He just went down and gave him a free pass. Like, I think Kosa thought he was going to stay on his feet or at least go down his knee, maybe, to try to make that, that block there. No, he just laid out flat. Again, when I said I was looking for more, he was a minus two in this game. How many goals did Colorado score? Two. What do you know? Jared was on the ice for both of them. Oh, but it's a second game. He's it's a second game. I get it.
1: I mean, the other guys needed a couple games to warm up.
0: What is, what's the last preseason play that we saw him make, too? Yeah.
1: I try to forget.
0: Yeah, you should. Um, <laughs> you know who else was on the ice both times Colorado scored in this game? Who? Oh. Elmer won. Yeah. I don't
1: know how I missed that. He's so tall. He's very tall.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Again, not a good weekend for him. Yeah. Not a good weekend for him.
1: People that I thought played well, I mean, Kosa, AML played well. And I also thought Casper. Yeah. And I kind of tossed Simon and Gadinger in there, too. Yeah. gadinger has been playing very feisty. I kind of like it.
0: Gattinger's? He's, a, yeah, he's been... Uh, he's fun. He's been sticking up for the, the, the I kicks. like him a lot. Like I said, Rafferty and Gettinger have been two of my favorite acquisitions on the team that weren't from within the organization. Like they're these,
1: these are veteran additions that will help us move the needle. Yeah, because I... Bob said this multiple times. Multiple times, times comparing it to
0: the 12-13 difference <laughs> team. Did he do that Friday, too? Yes. <laughs> the part. whole time. And you know what, though? He's like, excited. He's... So he said that, and I went and pulled up that roster, and he's not wrong. Yeah. I'll do. And he has all the right in the world to be excited.
1: Yeah, if he if he's excited, you, I mean we we were excited, but oh, it yeah. just validates, I
0: think, it validates our feelings. Yeah, yeah. I would say my top three in this game. You said Amo, I'll agree with that. Kosa, hundred percent agree with that. Um, and I'll give Cross my third there, just because he got his first goal finally. Um, he just he, needs to stay out of the box.
1: Yeah, I knew you were gonna throw Cross on there, but I I know he scored, but
0: I, he also played well. I mean, he took that one penalty sure, but he also played extremely well. He was making really good defensive plays in the game. He's starting to show. The 200 foot forward that we need him to be.
1: He just needs to stay out of the box so
0: he can get more
1: time on the ice. Yeah. So. Anything else you want to wrap up on this game?
0: Mm, I don't think I had anything else for this one. Shots were better. Shots were <laughs> 33 to 19. Well, we had, we I mean, guess but we against. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shots against were better. Defense was tighter. It was good. <sighs> nothing. Nothing else to add. It was a fun little four-game series with the Eagles. We won't see him again this season, um, unless it's playoff time.
1: There's no no game five.
0: No game five. We're we're ending tied, which I hate to leave it on the tie. Like should We should thrown an extra. <laughs> we should have just thrown an extra game on the schedule this Wednesday and called it good. Yeah, bring them back home, play. <laughs> yeah, well of course, play them home. Well, yeah, it's a winning Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> Oh, uh, anyways, yeah, nothing else to add. The Griffins head home. Uh, they'll play Cleveland here on Friday, and then they'll head down to Rockford to play them on Saturday. So will we have a preview episode for both those games uh, on Thursday this week? There was there was an important call-up today.
1: There was! Speaking well, of
0: Bob. Speaking
1: of Bob. <laughs> Bob got called up to the Wings.
0: Yeah, so sure. Ken, Ken Cal had um surgery over or over like, the weekend over the week, like yeah. after the game in Ottawa apparently he powered through something and when they returned home he went into surgery right away um and he's uh, Ken Daniel said he's in okay spirits today so hopefully everything's good hopefully he's back in the booth soon but Bob got his call up to Detroit to call the game with um, Paul Woods and Daniela Bruce. As not the other one? Yeah, Paul here. Woods. I had to think. I knew it was Woods. I had to think of the first name again. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, no, good for Bob. There's two. That's two call ups for our. What do you want to call it? Media team. You got yeah. Go Josh. Go is still there. Oh you, really? Yeah, yeah. He was. I saw him on the big screen in the background during intermission today. Oh, good for him. Um, and then obviously Bob's up there too. So, so wait,
1: are we pulling people from Toledo to fill these spots, or what are we doing? I
0: don't know. Huh.
1: I I that wonder. Like that. I wonder people are fun. Who's gonna take those next big steps forward?
0: No, I mean I think I would assume that Griffin's broadcast next. If Bob's still doing Detroit stuff next Friday or Saturday, I don't remember what the wing schedule looks like. Yeah, um, but I would assume it's just Larry and whoever else we throw in there. Maybe they'll give my buddy Tyler a shot. Oh, he did some broadcasting for Western Michigan this weekend. So. That'd be sweet. A
1: Little practice.
0: That'd be so much fun.
1: We didn't really see this last year at all. Like anybody, I've, had, I've seen Bob get up.
0: called to go call Wings Game. He called it one on TV. I'm pretty sure he did one of the TV ones for Ken last year or well, a year before that. I can't remember. He's he's had that happen before, but uh, yeah, that was cool. It's
1: always good to hear Bob's voice. <sighs> if it's not you know, if it's not Ken, if it's not Mickey, if it's not um, Ken, Ken, <laughs> Ken, <and laughs> or Daniela.
0: Yeah. Or even or Paul Woods too, he's good. Or Art. Art's crazy. <laughs> Art's he's a, char- a <laughs> character, man. He's a character. Or Ozzy. Yeah, he's another one that you throw on TV. Yeah. Or Murph. or Murph. We have some great broadcasters we have in this great, organization.
1: Great people at the organization.
0: But now you brought up Toledo. Toledo. They kicked off their season this weekend.
1: Yeah, so you went to the zoo.
0: I did. I went to Kalamazoo. I was fortunate enough to be able to move my work schedule around a little bit and scheduled myself to work in Kalamazoo on Saturday very selfishly because it freed me up to go to the K-Wings game.
1: That was your first time at K-Zoo. So yeah, no, it was
0: my first time ever at a K-Wings game. As crazy as that is, loving hockey and living on this side of the state for my whole life. Never stepped foot in Wings Event Center before.
1: How'd you feel about the arena? It's old. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's old. Yeah, it, it is old school hockey. But here's what I will say. The views you get are great. You're looking right down on top of the ice, no matter where you're sitting, unless you're like up against the glass. Yeah. Like it, you're just, you feel like you're on top of the play the whole time. So you it, can really see plays get set up and everything. That's cool. Uh, the fans, even though it's not full, they're loud. They're fun. They are They're loud. rowdy. They are rowdy. Uh, I was... I, I told was, you to be careful. <laughs> I was sitting behind the Toledo bench. I was up a few rows. Um... Down by the Toledo bench, there was a lot more walleye jerseys. There wasn't a huge section like you had when you got to go there.
1: Well, they were, they were very at, spread
0: out. Yeah. They were um, on like a 17-game win streak. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, so I was I sit down, and I was the only person in my couple rows around me for a minute when I got there, uh, and then it was just surrounded by K-Wings fans, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. And these are like season ticket holder K-Wings fans. I'm like, oh, boy. Right <laughs> in the belly of the beast. Um, yep. Uh, you know they they said the guy looks at me, points at my jersey. Like, I wore my walleye jersey. I, I was confident enough to go for it. Uh, he looks at me, points at his, and he just laughs and he's like, "Hey, welcome, man!" And I was <laughs> like, right, it'll be a, it'll be a good time." And then I was talking to the family next to me a little bit. Their kids had like a little hockey mini stick, and it had Spike the Toledo mascot. Oh, with nice stick through it. Oh. Yeah, through him. And oh, no. And all gluttied no. really up. Oh, it was a little no. cheering stick. I was like, oh, that's rough, but also that's really funny. Good for you guys. Was he going to pay to it? I didn't. No, it would <laughs> been really weird because he was just being held back kid the whole time. Um, but, no, they're all super cool. So I, they are like, they're asked me a few questions. And I was like, yeah, I'm from Grand Rapids. And they're like, and you're a Toledo fan. And I was like, let me explain. Yeah. And I was like, you know, we do this podcast. We follow the, the organization of the Red Wings, the lower levels of it. And, you know, Toledo's kind of just been that team we jumped on. And really really enjoyed watching and they're like yeah we can respect that we like it so they're all super cool super nice had a great time uh beer prices are cheap that. <laughs> Love less that. less than two dollars no they weren't less than two dollars they were less than 16 so i'll take that
1: i have no idea what prices are of this year
0: with a an okay tip is like 16 bucks for a tall boy it was 10 down there that's pretty good i'll take that
1: for now New arena, they probably have. Yeah, if they do prices. get a new
0: barn. I can see why they want a new one. Yep. Um, it also kind of—I I like the history of it. Like, it's old school. Yeah. Like the whole aspect of the whole thing is old school. Their horn sounds suspiciously like Grand does. It's yeah. really weird. I don't remember. Um, their mascot Slappy is a little interesting. <laughs> he had some cool little buggy. Uh, that I'll show you a picture. I definitely have a picture of it. Um, that he was riding around on. It was like... what You would a picture like a mini bumper car put on like lifted wheels. Uh, <laughs> it was it was wild. But yeah, first experience there. I had a good time. I'd go back uh, to watch a game anytime for sure. Yeah. Tickets are cheap. Like I think I paid 10 bucks. Like,
1: yeah, they weren't too bad.
0: Yeah, for... You're, you're still watching pro hockey when it comes to the ECHL. Yeah. Um, you can... First year of the Vancouver partnership with them, uh, you know they got the Vancouver logo and the Abbotsford logo on both shoulders of their jersey. It looks a little weird since their jerseys are red and those logos are green, but yeah, maybe that'll do it. Be desired. Uh, Someone there had like an old school Vancouver jersey with a K Wing logo on it. And I was like, that is sick. Actually, it looked cool.
1: Huh. So I
0: hope that's like a third jersey or like a specialty jersey they'll do at some point in the season.
1: But we have to keep an eye on it because I know like they do the ice, the color,
0: the colored ice. You really want to go to one of those.
1: Yeah. They, they have a game Friday where it's orange. So if I don't go to the Griffins, i the game against Indy. I think so. I might sneak down to do that. That'd be fun. If Depending on the time.
0: Yeah. But no, I had a good time. It was fun. I, there's something about seeing the walleye in person every time. Like it just feels like different. Yeah. I really enjoy watching that team play. They play fast. Dude, they're so fast. That's but Kalamazoo I, was faster. Yeah. That's what was really throwing me off. So, let's jump into this game. You were there. I Duh. <laughs> um, it starts off, it started off slow. Uh, both teams were definitely trying to find their footing. It was weird. It was it, it instantly was like, okay, it's not the same I team. For sure. This is not the same team as last year. Let's, let's let's understand that right off the bat, at least as it starts off right now. Granted, they had a really slow start last season, too. Yeah. And then went on a tear. But the Walleye lose this game 3-2 to two in overtime. I was happy they pushed it to overtime with how the play was going. Oh, jeez. So I'll run through the scoring, and then I'll get into why I say that. So first goal of the game, actually, was Conlon Keenan, uh, which, love that. Three minutes and two seconds into the first, he gets a goal assisted by Tataev and Gabriel. Uh, Tatayev looked great. Just want to throw that out there early. Second period was all Kalamazoo, so except for on the shot side of things. So actually, sorry, shots in the first Kalamazoo thirteen, Toledo ten. Shots in the second, Toledo ten, Kalamazoo six. But Kalamazoo scored twice.
1: So good shots or like good Good, opportunities? Not. I mean, obviously they were good shots because they went in, but
0: yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't say so I would say it was a lot of communication breakdown on the Toledo side that kinda of gave some good opportunities. There was a lot of the like what we saw last year, a lot of the back and forth where all of a sudden you turn around and it's two on one. Yeah, it's oh, a yeah. lot of that I stuff. Love that. It, it was <laughs> both ways this time. So it was oh there's a lot of a lot of excitement there. Um so it goes into the second period or third period, Kalamazoo up two to one. Six minutes fifty eight seconds in, Alexander Doucette gets his first pro goal. Uh, Assisted by Tataev and Hawkins on the power play. Nice. That was good to see. Nothing else really happened with that one. Shots in the third. Toledo 11, Kalamazoo 7. Uh, So Toledo really stayed kind of at the same level they were at there. They did have four uh, power play opportunities, only converted on that one. So that was a little disappointing. Uh, Then 44 seconds into overtime, Kalamazoo wins the game.
1: How was that cool? Was it like breakaway or what?
0: So... I'm trying to picture it all back in my head because I was super frustrated by this one. So there was a breakout pass attempt uh, from Toledo, where the guy that was I couldn't I don't remember who was on the ice yeah. at this point in time, but the guy that for Toledo that was attempting to receive the puck was blatantly interfered with and dragged down to the ice. Oh. Ref is staring right at it and just lets it go. While that's going on, one Toledo defenseman. Watching that happen. Other one realizes too late that they Kalamazoos turned around and taking the puck in and they go score. Ooh. On a breakaway just burn Johnny.
1: As I was say who was in that? Johnny Letheman. Nice. So he, did he look good besides letting in three goals?
0: Uh yeah. I mean he did. I'm trying to look real quick here. So it was Keenan on the ice at that time, it was McCourt on the ice, and it was Tataev. I'm pretty sure Tataev was the one that got dragged down. McCourt was the one standing there watching, and Keenan realized too late. Oh. But, yeah, no, Johnny looked really good. He, he was very sound. He looked way better than what people were telling me they saw in the two preseason games. Oh. Uh, he looked really settled in. I I was happy with his play in this game because this is where I'm concerned. Defensive breakdowns were horrendous. Now, granted, first game of the season, they're all trying to get used to a new coach, and get you know, all these new players, but I can't tell you how many times you would see a pass go, and you just see that other player that's receiving the pass turning around, not realizing that puck was coming to them, and it just goes right past them. Oh boy, it happened so often. Passing was atrocious in this game.
1: Like these names like looking at the defense, like a lot of these names I don't really recognize. Like I remember Jake Willets from last year. Yep. I- don't know Anderson.
0: McCourt was there last year. McCourt, Anderson, yeah. I don't remember. Colin, I remember a little bit there.
1: Beraldo, I don't remember. Yep, Gabriel, and Gabriel, I don't
0: remember. Yep. A lot of new names, right?
1: And that happens in the ECHL. Like, they're signing college, like, people.
0: It oh. does. Um, One of the funner parts of the game for me were right off the bat, I think it was, what, a minute nine into the first, Kalamazoo player... Just absolutely destroys a Toledo player. Unfortunately, it was a dirty, dirty hit. Patrick McGrath stepped right up, dropped the gloves, and it was a good tilt, almost MMA style takedown. on the dude, it was great. A minute in, I'm like, oh my god, is this what is this what K Wings games are like? Holy crap! You're Like hockey is back. Baby. Oh, dude, it felt good. Oh, it was good. Um, yeah the the defensive breakdowns you can definitely tell. Like, it's gonna be a struggle right off the bat, and then playing till the whistle, like. That whole situation that happened at the end, yeah, it's a missed call, and it sucks, but neither of those guys should have been standing there watching it happen. Yeah. You keep your eye on the puck and keep going after the puck until that whistle blows. Yeah. That's how that got burned. And that happened all night long, stuff like that. Um, Highlights, highlighted players for me. Tatayev looked great. Um, Do you think he gets the call up more consistently with I don't, know. I don't know yet. It's way too early to tell after just one game. Granted, everything I'm saying, take with a grain of salt. It's the first game. First game on the road, and Toledo has a, almost a full week off until so they play another game on the road, and then they finally go back home. Like Their yeah. schedule is super weird. There's only these two games in October, then they turn around, and boom, ECHL schedule really kicks in. Well, are there it, tickets
1: still available for the home opener?
0: Yeah, why well, I want to go?
1: I know Griffiths are off for a while. I don't
0: know, I was tossing it back and so. forth in my head.
1: I'll have to look at it next week.
0: Except I think it's the third oh. of November, and I've got a big third of November for work, so I don't think I'll be able to. Um, so what I say, Tatayev looked great. Bliss looked really good. Hawkins looked r- slow for the first half of the game, which is weird because he's been playing all summer. Yeah, I think he <laughs> might be a little tired. I don't know. I don't know. No, he just they, again all trying to a- adjust to each other here. Um, McCourt looked really good. Um, Keenan looked great. Honestly, even though they were both minus ones in this game, they both looked really good. Doucette looked like a lost puppy until I said that in our group chat, and then he turned around and scored that power play goal, and then he settled in. But he definitely was nervous first first pro game. You could tell. As you should be. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> As you should. It's it, it. I was nervous. I was like, "Oh my God, is this is this why he's in Toledo and not Grand Rapids?" no, he's he's fine. He'll be there. He found his game, and once he scored, he was he was playing really well. But, Strange. I mean, again, this is all super early. Take everything I said with the green. of so I'm not turning on everything. Not uh, turning turn on, it on the coach. Not turning on the coach. You don't want to fire him? No, I I, I know. I, I, I saw, I've seen the comments. I didn't. <laughs> oh, I've seen the comments. I'm not gonna overreact. I'm not gonna I'm gonna give him time. He's learning.
1: Wait, I think I have receipts from you, saying uh, <laughs>
0: not a good game from Pat. <laughs> I said something. Oh I know, what I said was the <laughs> fact that you. he needed to get the boys to play until the whistle blew. Yeah. And that's like the biggest thing you need to teach this team. Again, for ECHL, this team is young. Yeah. This is a very young team. I think the average age of this team is twenty-four. Ooh. It's very young on ECHL standards. So, they've got a lot to learn and learn quickly. Good thing
1: the season's long. It's not one game.
0: Right. And they got Thank points. You. They
1: did get a point. They can... the Kalamazoo plays them tough.
0: They're lucky they came go with that point. But Kalamazoo does play this team tough. You can tell. There's that rivalry there for sure. For sure. I'll, I'll be, I'll definitely uh, have on the calendar circled for when they're coming back to Kalamazoo for sure. Because... The Toledo Drive is a hike for us and being able to just hop down 45 minutes, down 131 and go watch them. It's nice. It's only 45. But it took me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'll, time definitely, time. I'll definitely go see them when they come back again. I do want to still get down to Toledo too. But Toledo fans don't need to be too worried. I mean, it's going to take a little bit of time for this team to mesh, but they'll get there. And the fight and compete is there for most of these guys. I clearly remember... I think it was towards the end of the third. Keenan getting back on the bench after he knew he made a mistake, and a Larry very Larry, a very very loud f word came out that definitely dwarfed any noise that was happening in the arena because everybody heard it. Oh,
1: <laughs> oh. So, I wonder what it
0: was. Was it fire truck? It wasn't fire truck. Mm. It guess, was a four letter word. I guess you had to be there. Uh, yep. So, no, I'm. I, I know some fans in their comments about. The way things are set up right now, and I'm not gonna entertain that. I I, I will trust what the organization's done and we'll keep watching them closely. One thing I will point out too is that Pat took a number out of Dan's book here and he did not name a captain. They have four assistants.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh two of them on the road and two of them for the home games. Huh. I don't remember who all of them were. Uh, I think Keenan was one. I know Hawk is one, and I know Bliss is one. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: I was going to ask about how Bliss looked. You said he looked good, but just...
0: Yeah, looked fast, making smart plays. He's he definitely trying to be the setup guy that we know he is. Not uh, sad that he's there. N- no, him and Kirill are both having a good time down there, you can tell. Good. Alright, uh, is so fast.
1: I'm glad he's kind of turned the page. He he really needs to do something this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, he he had the assist on both the Toledo goals. So, that's good. Two point, I mean, what did he have... 40 something assists in like he 20 something games last year yeah he's got two and one here we go we're already off to a good start so and
1: the only reason why we highlighted him is because he was drafted by the wings mm-hmm. so like right. that is it is a it is a prospect for us so mm-hmm. anything else you want to wrap up on brandon
0: uh i see i see you've got some notes in front of me here you want to go around the league real quick
1: let's just close yeah we'll close out with the league we've Fall to sec we fell to second. The oh division. no,
0: four games yeah. in and we're in second.
1: Yeah, we can't be as good as the wings. But uh <laughs> Texas has six points, Grand yeah. Rapids is four, Manitoba's right behind them, and the Wolves, Rockford, Iowa, Milwaukee. There's only two teams that are undefeated.
0: Henderson and Hartford. That's it. That was that's quick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Everybody finished with some losses except for those two.
0: Iowa man. Last I checked their Saturday night game was six to one. When I looked, that's when they asked for dog pictures, I think, on their <laughs> social media page. Um, They're experiencing what we called Ben Simon hockey, even though he's only the assistant. We'll still call it that. It looks rough down there right now. Yeah. that's not off to a good start either. No, it, it's... Coast is making him look like a fool.
1: <laughs> yeah. Co- yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting around the AHL. It. And we're only two weeks in.
0: This is like almost the complete opposite of what we said the standings would finish at. So,
1: no, I had Texas first, and I had Grand Rapids second or third.
0: You had Milwaukee first, I thought.
1: Nah, no, maybe. Who knows? I think you did. We, we delete both, these recordings. We we, both, st- <laughs> we start with new ideas every week, Brandon. No, every episode,
0: Milwaukee was uh, first on both of our lists, and they're currently last. So. That's okay. They'll, they've got time. It's early. Yeah. All right anything else you want to add sir
1: oh no, we'll be back there thursday will be a little w- wednesday will yeah this thursday's, thursday's episode be to... <laughs> will
0: be weird nick has some travel for work so we're gonna try something we haven't done yet which is a full truly remote remote recording um hopefully we don't screw it up too bad so either it'll be full of errors and bloopers or it'll be a normal episode. So stay tuned because that'll happen.
1: Sound quality is probably not going to be the greatest.
0: I told you, man. Put your mic up on the desk and put pillows behind it. You'll be fine. Yeah, we'll
1: we'll figure something out. but And hopefully I have more recharge, reset, shorter hours of training. You mm-hmm. freaking better be. Oh, boy. Yeah, well, that's our last road trip, like, big trip. So, since yeah, yeah. Chicago, Cincy, and then Grand Rapids.
0: Then Toledo. <laughs> no, we're not going to
1: Toledo so yet <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah not yet
0: all right well thanks everyone for tuning in this week uh hope you all enjoyed this one hope you enjoyed the weekend of hockey even though it wasn't great for the griffins it was great for you the, know, wings. The, the wings so um stay tuned for everything that's coming this week there'll be some team announcements this week obviously with captains and all that so we'll see what happens but
1: we gotta thank our new patreon today too michael yes. al and we still have randy's so yeah, Michael
0: team. and Randy, thank you guys. Appreciate your support for the show. Um, outside of that, appreciate the Hockey Podcast Network for being an incredible host. Shout out to DraftKings for being awesome sponsors. And Give us a like, give us a review. Yeah, it's been a good good couple weeks of growth for the podcast, so we appreciate everybody. Uh, Matt, make sure, like Nick said, likes and reviews are huge for us, so make sure you continue doing that. We appreciate you all. Have a great week, and we will talk to you on Thursday. Love you. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the Hockeytown West podcast. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at HockeytownWPod and your hosts Nick at Gr Hockey Guy and Brandon at BrandonGr Hockey.